What's up, guys? It's Rico, CEO of Source Asia, co-host of the Main in China podcast, and the host of the Source Asia YouTube channel. This episode is one of the throwback episodes that we've been releasing. Um, I think it's one of the last ones that we have, where me and Noam were talking about the importance of having a home base and also riding the entrepreneurship hockey stick. I'm coming to you live from Manila, Philippines. Uh, we have a t- I've been I've been here now for like three weeks. I was actually supposed to go back to China yesterday, but I ended up extending for another week because I've just been having such a good time over here uh, on my work vacation and just making a ton of connections. I've um, been recording a lot of original content. I just got done talking to the CEO of The Refined, which is like a sort of like man cave slash barbershop slash bar slash masseuse slash poker place. Like <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, anyways, but yeah, I've got a ton of unique content coming in. Um, we'll start releasing those podcasts probably next week. Uh, or in the next two weeks, rather. And a ton of YouTube videos that are coming up as well. Uh, Right now, I still have some great YouTube videos. There's the YouTube video that I did with Mike that was released last week where we were hanging out on the rooftop at the Park Hyatt. Uh, I've got the stuff with Alan in Hong Kong, Alan Scanlon, which is really good stuff. Um, So just please check out the YouTube channel, of course, subscribe. Going to be, again, bringing in a bunch of great content, lots of unique things going on. And I will see you guys next week. So without further ado, enjoy the podcast. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. I'm sitting outside a Vietnamese restaurant and they have this like, I don't even know if this is Vietnamese music. It just seems like sort of like Middle Eastern elevator music. Actually, yeah, (laughs) Vietnamese music is kind of Middle Eastern at times. I remember uh, I took a a video uh, with like a taxi playing audio and I was surprised at how like, it's kind of sounded Egyptian-ish. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, sounds about accurate. Yeah, are they, so are they singing in, in, in Vietnamese? It's just like the uh, I can't I can't hear like the the uh, language. I can hear not, like the tone. Not not now. I'm saying like when you're in Vietnam and you listen to that music, you can't you can't tell if they're singing in Vietnamese or not. Oh no no yeah I can tell like that's definitely Vietnamese obviously in Vietnam. Okay so so okay so I wonder what that influence is. I don't know. I wonder where that influence comes from. Hmm. Yeah, it's but. like with it's like with Thailand. Like you know how if you look at Thailand and you look at the position like geographically, mm-hmm. it's it's literally like in between China and India. Mm-hmm. And then you can see it in the way people look, and then you can also taste it in the food. Yeah, that's actually you know what I mean? yeah, that's pretty accurate actually. But uh, dude, I'm still. I don't know. I it was kind of a big deal for about an hour, and then I went back to the grind. It's still a big deal to me that I'm working with someone who worked directly with Neil Patel. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's 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 pretty major, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was uh, telling Ryan like um, the the guy I do blog posts for wants me now to take over his entire content marketing campaign, so I might be able to charge him like a really good amount of money 
because instead of just doing blog posts, he wants me to like, you know, do the SEO research and post them up for him on WordPress and all that. And then uh, my cold email client, someone who I was just doing constant lead gen for, uh, one of his leads converted, or knock on wood, is 99% converted. And I'm doing more leads for him. So I might be making, like, again, this is all knock on wood and, you know, hoping for the best, but I might be able to, like, lock down 3K USD of continual profit every month, which is, like, what my goal is right now. And then it's just, like, adding on top of that new client. So... I think like five to ten k of profit is like now it's not unreasonable anymore. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's it's gonna happen. It's not that hard. So do you do you want to talk? Because we're gonna do a short podcast. Do you want to talk about how talk about the the, the hockey stick? Mm, no. Yeah, so like you're you're riding the hockey stick because I think we're in the same same position. Yeah. I think hockey stick. Um, what's on my mind right now is hockey stick why it's sometimes important to have a fucking home base like you've done and now I've done. <laughs> I'm so happy I just got my combat visa paperwork in. Um, and I don't know, I just, I'm starting to really realize how much freedom we have that I didn't realize before. I know that sounds silly, but those are kind of the topics on my mind right now. Well, when you talk about home base, I guess you're going to jump off from there. When you talk about home base, it's, it's about consistency, man. Yeah, like that's what I've always said is like business is consistency as a client when you work with a company when you look at like Apple you know when you buy an Apple product there's a certain level of quality that you're getting there's a certain consistency to how those products are going to work like you know that if you buy an iPhone you could use that iPhone for four or five years um, without it necessarily without it breaking down completely mm-hmm. it might get slower but it's, it's probably still going to work so it's like I think that's what it is when it comes to businesses. Is people when they see a brand, that brand comes with a certain certain level level of consistency. When you think about Toyota, you think of cheaper cars that are efficient that, that and get you good mileage um, that can last a long time. You think about Mercedes, you think about more expensive cars that might break down more, but they're expensive and they're cool and they're nice to drive. So I think when it comes to building a business, the fundamental key is being consistent in what you're doing and then when it comes to the, the the personal aspect of building a business as an entrepreneur if your life is up and down it's going to be very difficult for you to create consistency in your business so having a home base where you're there for two years i know i know that it takes me like 15 minutes and 45 seconds to get to my office every day mm-hmm. that's because i've been staying in the same place for the past two years and i know exactly where my office is and I've been doing that. I've walked that route like two, three hundred times in the, in the past year. Um, and it's like I know from my office to my gym is, is about 10 minutes. And I know that going to the gym, going to my office takes uh, going to the from my office to the gym, working out, coming back takes probably about an hour and 45 minutes. It's like those kind of things I don't have to figure out. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to waste that mental energy. And then I can create systems around that. And then. The other thing is other people start to operate around your schedule. So like my staff knows that I go to the gym around 2, 2 p.m. in the afternoon, 2.30 in the afternoon. And so does my, so do my closest friends. And I think people who listen to the podcast know that. And then I have a few clients that also know that. And then I also have, uh, you know, uh, manufacturing partnerships like, factories and stuff like that that also know 
there's a certain time in the day where Rico's at the gym for like two to three hours, mm-hmm. one or two to three hours, like one to two hours, and he's he's not going to be available during that time period. So it's like you know when you have that consistency, people start to work around your schedule. My staff knows that I do emails from 10:30 after our team meeting till 12. Like my my customers know that I have a team meeting at 10 o'clock in the morning till 10:15 or 10:45 on Mondays. Like it's like that that level of consistency allows me to still operate the way I want to operate, and people know. Uh, people kind of like move around my schedule and, and try to accommodate. So I, I think that's that's huge. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a big thing. I would say the quote from Essentialism applies. Um, where it's like, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else is going to prioritize it for you. So if you're really yeah. strong in what you're doing, then, and you're like, you know, I wake up at X time, and then it, it takes me however long to get ready, and then I come to the office, and then during my morning, I do X, Y, and Z, and then blah, 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 then that falls. But it's like just the feeling of being here. At first, it felt mm-hmm. a bit restrictive. Like, again, you know, all internet entrepreneurs or whatever are, are I think, partially commitment phobic, but like, it's so good because I can tell that like, now that I know I'm going to be here for a year, I'm like really progressing really fast, but the thing is it's like I can always I pay uh, the equivalent of like 30 USD and I can leave the country for up to two to three months just to like go for a break, so like I have Mm -hmm. to go, well I'm going to Vietnam to activate my visa, I might uh, take vacation to September, October go to Hong Kong or Bangkok or something but yeah, it's like I can, can leave still anytime so it's I've had uh, really amazing memories and experiences moving around but I need to get serious in this year I know like staying put is is definitely going to probably be like one of the best things I ever did for myself and my business yeah and I mean don't get me wrong like I get jealous of you know seeing our, our buddies like Nick and Ryan jet setting around the world and going to Australia going to Croatia Going to Colombia in, in, in September, and it's like, yeah, you know, I want to do those things. But at the same time, um, I have that perspective that one, my business model is very different from theirs. Mine is a, you know, brick and mortar type business where it's like I have a address and I have employees and we have an office and people are there every day and I I need to be there most of the time, and that's fine. I enjoy that. And then the other thing I think about is that um, I'm sacrificing the travel, like the, you know, traveling around the world type experiences right now so that I can build this business and then I can travel around the world in the next two to three years, which is not that far away. You know, it's like, and and, and then I enjoy what I do. So it's like, it's not, there's a a dichotomy of me feeling envious of, you know, these dudes traveling around the world. But at the same time, I'm super appreciative and I really enjoy what I do. Yeah. It's just about patience. You know? That's so. 100% the way I'm thinking of it now because I've done it, but moving around, feeling like you're so stressed out with money and you can't keep track of everything is not fun traveling. I don't care what anyone says. Well, yeah. shouldn't say that. Maybe it's good for some people and maybe some people love it, but I'm just like, no, man, Like, I got some debt I want to pay off. I want to build this business, systemize it so I don't have to do much work on it. And then it's like a year or two later, um, I'll be able to, you know, travel whenever I want and have a lot more free time. So, yeah. And for me, like everything takes longer than you think. So, but I know definitely within two years, that's a long amount of time, especially at the rate I'm moving. 
like it's going to be a reality and it's not going to be a problem so yeah i'm looking forward to it but that's the thing it's like right now um with some help from our buddy ryan with systemizing some things specifically with a copywriting business i still have to put in my hours every day but there's a lot less stress and a lot less go between and it's decreasing and decreasing as i put more time into building assets and SOPs and, and standardizing processes that I'm a lot less stressed out. I have a lot more time to think and yeah, it's a lot more enjoyable. So, um, no complaints. Also, I mean, uh, quite honestly, like another thing is I can travel. It just, I just can't like go live somewhere for six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that's the other thing is like, uh, just to make it clear for people, it's like, uh, if you're working in a nine to five, you can't travel when you want to travel. You have to wait until your allotted vacation time. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do. I can travel randomly next week and go to Thailand for five days. Yeah, it's just like but, you have to make sure that your employees know so they can, you know, help you out and yeah. the clients are kind of aware, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, and no, that's that's fine. But then it's like, I, yeah, I can't go for six months because if I go for six months, we haven't systemized everything yet, and then things will start to fall apart. Right. So that's the difference. That's the difference that I'm talking about when I say like I'm envious of these dudes is because they can go and live somewhere, um, you know, uh, on the drop of a dime. They could just go and move to another country for three to six months. I can't do that now. Mm-hmm. I should be able to do that in the future. So, and then I I feel like I have freedom. You know, I feel like I have freedom, and I choose right now. I choose to exercise it less. Because I feel like you can get sort of actually I don't know what what I was listening to do to today I think it was like a it was like a hip hop song or whatever and the guy said something like you know the way we live like we have to make our own ideals we have to make our own schedules no one's telling us what to do mm-hmm. you know and I was and that was something that I think about quite often is like I have to create my own rules I have to create my own schedule you have to discipline yourself because otherwise yep. you could spend like a week you know banging tons of girls and going and going partying and then like you know eating tons of food but then it's like yeah, your yep. business falls apart you make no money and you're kind of uh, you know, up shit's creek right yeah, it's actually funny because with my staff, like this is an this is an interesting thing that I go back and forth with my staff, and they, it's like they don't get me, right? Because they're like, "Oh, you eat salad every day, you go to the gym, you meditate, like you're living like a monk." You know, <laughs> I, I had one of my employees say that to me, and I was like, "The thing that they don't understand is like, I can't behave the way they behave. They eat whatever they want to eat. Like, you know, I'm constantly, I'm constantly playing that dad role." In, mm-hmm. in the company where I'm like reining in people hey focus hey stop gossiping get back to work like that kind of stuff I'm constantly in that situation of like giving instructions and making sure that everybody's structured but no one does that to me <laughs> so it's like I have to I have to live in like a monk as, as one of my employees said because that's creating that discipline for me is like I, the fact that I work out the fact that I wake up at a certain time the fact that I'm eating healthy every day it's like those restrictions allow me to then be consistent in my business yeah and that's something that that's something that my staff doesn't understand yeah. which I get you know I mean they're not they don't have those responsibilities at this stage What's up, world? My name is Rico. I am the CEO of Sources Fine Asia. And if you're wondering what we're going to be up to in 2019, besides me trimming my beard, 
we're looking to hire a marketing intern. So we're thinking for the summer, 2019 summer, of course, two to three months in Guangzhou, maybe one month in Chiang Mai, Thailand, where my business partner, formerly known as China Mike, now Chiang Mike, is located. And basically, we're looking for somebody that can help us improve and promote our content. So all of the stuff that you've been seeing on the YouTube channel, uh, social media management, things like that. And then more, I want to make more day in the life type videos. And then potentially in Chiang, in Chiang Mai, we're thinking about hosting uh, sort of sourcing, you know, big meetup over there. So if you're interested in applying, go to sourcemyasia.com slash intern. And I took a lot of time to write the details into that page about the job post and sort of my expectations. And you can apply through that page. So again, sourcefinager.com slash intern. And I hope to see one of you guys, anybody's welcome to apply, but one of you guys in China this summer. Yeah, well, what I've seen for me is like, I have blocks of time. Because I know like in the morning I do usually X amount of work and then the gym takes X hours and then after the gym X hours and blah, blah. And sometimes those blocks get shifted, like we we're talking about how sometimes your schedule gets a bit messed up and you have to learn to roll with it a bit. So it's like this morning, I had an early morning call with a mentor, and that shifted my like you know schedule around a bit. Um, so things got pushed back a bit. But at the same time, I kind of did more work during another block than I usually do. And so sometimes my schedules and blocks move around. But the fact that I have the freedom to do that and I'm always consistently getting my hours in, that's what I really like. Because um, I like working on a schedule. I just don't like, I wouldn't like having to be forced to, you know, do the three hours of commute or having to be in the office at X and Y time if, say, I stayed up late uh, working for some reason. Um, that's the stuff I enjoy. But yeah, it's like I still have to be very disciplined. Even when, say, the schedule moves around, it's still like every week I have to do my planning. Every week, you know, I'm I'm doing a certain amount of pitches because I need to make sure that my business stays cash positive and I don't go fucking broke and et cetera and so forth and so forth, right? And nobody really tells me to do that except uh, Ryan. I guess he keeps me accountable as my accountability partner. But otherwise, it's just me and my drive driving me. It's funny because um, one thing people mention about Chiang Mai is that because the cost of living is so low here, like you could really scrape by on 500 USD. You can really live well on 1,000 USD is that if you're not in the right mindset, a lot of people stagnate here because they're like, oh, I only need 1,000 USD. Why the fuck should I do more? Um, but for the right type of person who's really driven, um, this environment is great. Because for me, for example, if I was in, still living in Saigon, Saigon is amazing for some things, but for me, it's so overstimulating that it freaks me out. Chiang Mai is so peaceful that, you know, I'm so driven in like hardcore with my business that I just step out into the nature and I'm like, I chill the fuck out. So it, it works really well for me, but for some people, it kind of uh, drives them the other way. I think I'm a little bit in between. I'm, I'm definitely uh, self-driven, but, you know, the fact that I'm in the third largest city in China, and you know when I step out of my apartment and walk into the office, I see a ton of people going to their jobs. You know, do it's like I see that hustle and bustle in the morning, um, and I always think about how you know these guys are like working for other people. And I think about you know I see myself in them, and I'm like, what if I was going to my nine to five right now? Like, it's always that re reminder. Yeah, in the morning. 
Yeah, um, I constantly meditate the- on that as well. I mean, it's not as yep. apparent as for you when you see them, but I, I remind myself of that anytime I want to complain. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I'll get into an elevator and the elevator is full and I know that, I don't know, it sounds weird to say in a podcast setting, but I know that chances are like I'm one of the only people in that elevator that is running their own business. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like just those situations. Um, and then just like, you know, because I'm in such a big city, I see the construction, I see Ferraris, I see Lamborghinis, I see uh, dudes, like if I go out, um, you know, I see, I just, you know, I see the wealth and that pushes me a lot. Like I see that and it drives me to, to strive for more. When I go to the IFC tower and I'm on, you know, the 98th floor of this building, 99th floor of the building, and I'm overlooking the city and I'm like, okay, yeah. Like I want my name on one of these buildings. And it's just, <laughs> I, I need that. I crave that. And then also, yeah, I just, I, I crave that. And also it's not as, it's not as cheap as Chiang Mai. So um, if I want to be living on that level, I definitely have to make more money, which actually brings me to kind of my next point about riding the hockey stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I guess we kind of we touched on it a little bit before we started, but like there's that stage in business where it's like you've been grinding for two years and things just start to click. And for me, that's been the last, I think the last three months. And actually, I would say since since March of this year, uh, maybe the last four or five months, I'd say things have just started to click. And specifically, last month uh, it was really huge for us, giant for, for the company, and ultimately for me personally. And uh, you know, it's 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 a weird it's a weird position to be in because on one hand, I'm like I'm excited; on the other hand, I'm very scared. <laughs> you know, no, I, I'm scared. Of the, don't get I'm too emotional, of, bro. No emotions no, here. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, I'm not gonna cry or anything. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? Uh, no, I mean, scared, scared because it's like you know, rapid expansion. You start to question, like, hey, can I handle this? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we ready? Do we have the systems in place? Um, you know, what's gonna happen to me mentally? if I'm making X amount of money in this amount of time, like how is that going to affect me as a person? Like, am I going to, you know, am I going to blow it all? You know, there's always <laughs> those questions that you, you start to, you start to doubt yourself and say like, can I actually handle like making that amount of money in such a short, short space of time? Yeah. Um, I mean, but it's can I remain of, humble? It's you know? kind <laughs> of funny. Like the, the humbleness I think is one thing, but it's like, Oh, I'm doing so well. I mean, can I handle it? It's such first world problem questions to ask. It is. But it is. I know what you mean. It is. But I mean, you. I've seen people make a shit ton of money in a in a short space of time and fuck it up. <laughs> you know. Uh, and I, I just kind of. I'm one of those dudes. I like to learn from other people's mistakes. I, I don't like to make the mistakes myself. So that's that's one of those things. I, and I think the fact that I have that perspective is is gonna is going to keep me sane, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I um, mean, for me, I haven't started riding the hockey stick as much, but with this newest um, kind of systemization that I've been doing, I had those questions. I was like, wait, what happens if, you know, I hire the wrong people, which happened, and what happens if I don't have all my systems in place, which some things aren't? And then I'm like, oh, you know, it's like maybe I have to do some extra work here and there. I'll get things going, but it's important just to 
I need to push into this because this is like the next step. This is where, as um, I don't, I don't know originally who said this, but Terry Pearson talks about this a lot. Wherever the resistance is in your business, that's where you should be pushing. So, for me, I had a lot of resistance to outsourcing and automation, but I know I need to get there to remove myself from the business. So, I have to start doing it basically. Um, but I mean, it's been working out really well. Just signed what could be a really huge recurring client and figuring out things with my monthly recurring packages. And yeah, I mean, I might be at the point where I'm hitting my sales goal, at least for this quarter, every month. I mean, knock on wood, that'd be great if that happens. Um, and then every other client or whoever I sign is just bank from there. So, I mean, again, fingers crossed, here's hoping. Yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just at the beginning of that. Um, but it's just like, it, it, it's uh, it, just, to, I guess, to give an, to give perspective to, to the listeners, it's like our current office fits about four people. Um, you could squeeze a fifth person into it. It's a, it's a nice building, but we have like a you know shared serviced office space. Um, now we're moving into an office that's over two times the size. Uh, and then we have right now four full-time people, but another guy coming in next month. Uh, shout out to Marcello. He's probably listening to the podcast right now. Um, and then I'm probably going to hire another person after that. Uh, we are going through our company registration in mainland, and I'm rejecting clients at the moment. So it's just like uh, a lot of rapid, rapid expansion. And, and the funny thing is like my goal this year was to implement this content marketing plan, which Noam is helping me with, with the with the blog posts and um, the email funnels. And I haven't even launched that yet. <laughs> and all this stuff, all this stuff just, you know, all these sales just came in and we had, you know, we got two or three, like, well, we got one really huge client in the last month, um, but we have, you know, two or three other clients that we're already still working with. So that base of, of the clients that we had was a very good steady stream of income and we were making good profit from that. So this this big guy that just came in was just like, just took us to a, a whole other stratosphere and, and we're talking to them about, you know, much more business consistently, like every month, every couple of weeks. So, you know, it could be, it could be very big for us. Um, and yeah, it just, it, it, it basically took me from, saying, hey, I want to do this amount of revenue in a year to, hey, I could probably do this amount. That revenue goal that I had for a year, I could do in the next two months, you know. Yeah, that's, that just reminds me of like, uh, it's on the Tim Ferriss podcast, I forget who asked this, but it's like, take your five-year goal and ask why you can't do it in like five months or something like that. Five or months, yeah. Five months or five weeks, something like that. Because I feel like, well, I mean, knock on wood, because the new email marketing client I signed, I don't think can give me as much money as your client, just given what it is, but it might be the same thing. It might be a client who gives me like a good amount of revenue every single month if he sends like consistent clients. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's all like, it's all up in the air. I mean, we've, we just, we're just finishing the first project that we've done with them. Um, and that, that's been going pretty well, but you know, it could be huge, but it, it just, 
it, that's why it's a little bit scary and it's a little bit like it's, it's super exciting but it's a little bit scary because it's then it's like oh all these plans that I had for the next year I now have to kind of condense them into a shorter space of time mm-hmm. and you know kind of focus on systemizing more and like all these things that I you know, I had a very specific idea of what I was going to be doing for the rest of the year and like that's completely changed um, so I mean that's that's the scary part is like can I you know, I have to kind of rework my plans for the year based on what's going on right now, which actually is interesting because uh, there's this book that I read recently. No, stop me if I already talked about this in the previous episode, but mm-hmm. like it's Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. Yeah, you have talked and about it. I, I talked about it. Yeah. I talk about how like, the, the difference between like fast growth companies and, and normal companies or whatever. No, you have mentioned the book, but I don't think you talked specifically about that. So in the book, he gives a definition of fast growth companies versus, you know, normal companies and like slow growth companies. And basically like a fast growth company is a company that's making about, I think it was 20 or 30 percent growth in revenue every year. And a fast growth company needs to treat their quarters in the same way that a normal growth company treats their year. So... Just because that company grows so quickly, they have to treat, they have to look at each quarter in the same way that another company would look at a year of growth. And um, you know, I mean, we've definitely in the last two years plus, we've we've grown, I think, way more than thirty percent per year over year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I also have to adjust my mentality when I look at quarters. I, I need to look at the quarters like a year. But that's hard to say when you don't have that much experience. You know, it's like, I don't have anything to. Yeah, I mean, to it's like to. as much as I think we we know a lot, um, we're still learning, right? And we're still like perfecting things. But that's what I love about this is that I don't know of any other quote unquote job where I'd be learning so much in so many different aspects. And that's why I love it. Like anywhere, anything where I can learn so much, that's what makes me happy. And for this, like. There's, there's a lot of frustration and, and stress and annoyance sometimes. But there's also a lot of like the freedom and the learning and just basically infinite possibility because it's like you, it's yeah. up to you to choose when you want to stop or slow down or you know what goals you want to hit. So I don't know. I just mm-hmm. I just love it, man. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I feel like uh, a lot of times these, like for example, this kind of podcast that we're doing right now. This is the kind of podcast that. Uh, would probably get shared by people and like, oh, look at, you know, look at how these dudes are doing, look at how well they're doing, whatever. But the reality is like we did a podcast before and, and this shit is difficult. Like even right now I did, I had one-on-ones with my staff yesterday and literally everybody came late to work. Like yesterday, like everybody was late. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is going Like, I'm like, look, you know, we're, 10xing our revenue whatever we have all this crazy growth and then you guys are fucking coming to late like this is the you're coming late to work this is the worst time for you guys to start bringing in this bullshit and then I had to like in my one-on-ones had to kind of address that issue with everybody it's the last thing I want to be doing but that those are the those are some of the issues that you have it's like it's not just crazy growth and you're having a good time it's like you're still dealing with HR issues yeah dude it's like it's the same (laughs) with me because like I was uh I hired new employees to do lead generation and either like I had one guy just totally disappear on me for a week when I had client deadlines. I had other people 
have to do the work and and I've had to you know just figure things out and and still you know figuring things out about hiring versus using systems and, and all this other stuff so yeah it's definitely not all fucking rose-colored glasses that's for damn sure yeah and it's tough man and, and you know uh, the reality is I'm still systemizing I'm still learning I'm still growing um, and you know no matter how much success we have in a short space of time it's really not easy to maintain and uh, that's that's one thing is like, I get I talk to you about this a lot is like just I don't necessarily celebrate the wins as much you know um and I don't contemplate the losses too much as well. So I just try mm. to keep it moving. And that's what I'm trying to do right now is just every day I'm trying to be like, okay, we're back to normal, back to a grind. Let's do what we usually do. Except we're in a slightly different circumstance. We're moving offices, fine. But, you know, it's still going to be the same. Still working 12 hours a day plus, you know. And the only difference is maybe now I have a project manager who's between me and the rest of the staff and, things are growing but just try to maintain the same yeah for me I think it's uh, again I forget who said this but it's like whatever you get don't get complacent because you had to put all the work to get there so it's like I do the equivalent right now with video pitches of 60 pitches a month Um, and when I slacked on that I didn't hit my sales goal I did like very poorly because I got overconfident the only way I'm doing my sales goal and, and doing stuff is because I consistently put out that many pitches Plus, now I'm starting to get into like automating that with cold emailing, but I have to keep that going to make sure that I stay on top of stuff, right? And maybe if I hit my sales goal, I can decide, okay, maybe you know I'll chill out a bit. But until then, no, it's like full steam ahead. But for me, um, you know, type A's we're all we're really good at like just goal oriented, future focused. For me, I try to like I try to savor a bit of the wins, like even if it's like at uh, post-mortem of the day in the journal, just like writing some three big wins or, or something. Because um, there are a lot of things that happen. I'm just like, oh, this is this is awesome stuff. Because if you don't if you don't celebrate the small wins, it's like the big wins. The big wins just happen. They happen way, way, way away. And the, the small victories, as I think Mike Cernovich says, it's like that's what really builds momentum and gets you to like gets you to keep going. Celebrating those small victories, but still. My overall view is to remain optimistically pessimistic, which is, I think mm-hmm. is something Tim Ferriss talks about. So pure optimism is bullshit, and it can actually really fuck you over. But if you're optimistically pe- or pessimistically optimistic, that's it. It's like, for example, this... Um, I was talking about signing monthly clients. It might not even happen, but I'm like, oh, yeah, it could happen. That would be amazing. But... I'm not going to count my chickens before they're hatched. I'm still going to just constantly try and get new clients and service the clients that I have. But if that happens, that's going to be amazing, and I'm going to build systems, and I'm going to service those clients really well. Same thing with this big new client. Uh, Hopefully, you know, becoming someone who's going to be like a partner, that'd be amazing. But I'm not going to count the chickens before they're hatched. I'm still just going to continue on my grind, just day in and day out and working and, you know, just, just hustling every day. Uh, and mm-hmm. just learning and just keep on going. I think that's a good place to uh, to end it. I guess in summary, it's like hustle. It's it's tough. You work for a long time, and then you start to feel that success. And the only thing you could do is just 
try to be as consistent as possible. Don't get complacent. Mm-hmm. Keep on doing what, keep on doing. I'll, I'll say like what my dad said to me when I was when I took him out to dinner last. He was just like, people when they start to experience success, especially when they experience it quickly, they forget the reason why they became successful is because they were working hard, and they get complacent. So, if you start to become successful really quickly, don't drop that. Continue to work hard, and you should be able to be successful for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, that's that. That should be like the either that or the racism thing should be the the, the front of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Yeah, for sure. You can find me at constantclientsystems.com or you can shoot me an email. Noam at constantclientsystems.com. Pretty straightforward. I'm not as hooked in as uh, Source Financia with their podcast and their YouTube and their Instagram. Uh, so much so much social media, man. So much social media. The, the gram. Do it for the gram. Um, all right. If you want to reach out to us, it's podcast at sourcefinasia.com. Uh, of course, no one mentioned, you know, if you want to check out the gram, if you want to see me looking over the city of Guangzhou. Or getting those gains. Getting those gains. Or you want to see me in the gym. You know, getting those gains. You're going to see the gun show. But you can't see the gun show. It's sold out. No, sold no, out no, no, no. But you can get the tickets online. Get those tickets online. At, at Source Wine Asia. And uh, yeah, if you want to check out the website, uh, listen to uh, listen to podcasts on the website, see the resources that we talk about. That's sourcewineasia.com slash China. <laughs>